Buenos dias. Welcome to another daily devotion. I am your host, El Padre. It's nice to see you. We are almost done, people. We are in Revelation chapter 20. If you didn't uh, watch any of the other videos, I highly encourage you, please do. You want to read those chapters. You do not want to miss this stuff. This is really important. Um, today is a, a fun chapter. It's exciting. Um, I, I'm excited to tell you uh, the stuff that's in here. Hopefully you've already read it. Uh, but today we're going to go over, I don't know if, if you guys have seen this before, um, but we're going to kind of give you a, an overall um, timeline, so to speak. Uh, we're currently in what is called the church age. Um, you know, basically Jesus here, uh, Jesus, he ascended. And so that launched the church age. So like the apostles and all those guys. And so at some point in time, we will go into a, a period of, of seven years where the seven bowls, uh, the seven uh, seals, and the seven trumpets will take place. At some point in time, there will be a rapture, uh, meaning that uh, there is a gathering where Jesus uh, calls the saints to him. And so then at, at this point, though, for sure, there is what's called the second coming. Jesus, uh, this is what we see in chapter 19. Uh, all the stuff that takes place there. And so at this particular point, um, somewhere in here then, we see what we see in verses 1 through 3. We see um, the, the dragon or Satan or the serpent he goes to jail, uh, and he is there during what is called the millennial reign. This, I believe, is what the, the Messiah, uh, Messianic prophecies are talking about in the major and minor prophets, where the Messiah will come and establish a physical kingdom on the earth where Jesus is the king. Uh, so this is what this is talking about. But during the time that Jesus is king, uh, Satan, according to verses 1 through 3, uh, that he'll be bound and in the abyss. The abyss will be closed and put a seal on it so that no, he won't be able to deceive the nations. Now, based on some of the stuff we read in the, the Minor Prophets, people will still have the choice to whether or not they want to uh, serve God wholeheartedly, whether that they want to serve Jesus, there's still that choice. It's, it's, uh, but uh, at some point in time, we'll still see every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that they'll do it willingly. <laughs> uh, verses 4 then through 6. 
we see in this, this is all part of what's taking place here, that the saints are ruling along with Christ. But who are these saints? These saints are people, uh, in particular, it's those from the, the first resurrection. Uh, and these are people who were alive during the tribulation, uh, that were beheaded, and they didn't take the marks, they didn't worship the beast, uh, and Jesus raises them to life. And these are the people that reign with Jesus. Now, uh, what is interesting, though, is this is actually a part that isn't super popular amongst most uh, churches, most things that I've heard. Uh, but after this thousand years, uh, Satan will be released. And that is found in verse 7. And he kind of gets this final escapade where he gets to deceive the nations and the four corners of the earth and do like what's called the last stand. Their numbers are like the sand of the sea. That's kind of interesting. There's a lot of people that choose to follow Satan. He, he really gets to deceive a lot of people. Uh, they came up across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the encampment of the saints, the beloved city, meaning Jerusalem, and the fire came down from heaven and consumed them. So at this point, at the last stand, they are destroyed by fire. Now some of the, the translations and manuscripts say that God uh, sent the fire down, uh, Either way, whether it came from heaven or God, it, it, it's, it's saying the same thing. And the devil who was deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, I do want to point this out here. Oh, we saw earlier this, the, the beast, the false prophet, Satan, they are now thrown into what is called the lake of fire. And they are there where, uh, let's see, fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now this is really important, that the reason the lake of fire was created was so that God could judge these things. And everybody else that's going to have to go there uh, th that wasn't created for them necessarily. The God wanted them to be saved, but they chose not to be. Uh, and so here we go. After this takes place, we will see something called the Great White Throne Judgment. And that takes place in verses 11 through 15. And our timeline will go into tomorrow's passage, but... Um, well, and t like today's section actually ends with uh, the great white throne judgment. And with this, it, it talks about the book of life, right? And this, the book of life, is what tells people, hey, like if you've been saved, your name is in the book of life. Not only that, there's lots of books that are open. And in these books, uh, we'll say account for every good work that you do. Now, here's the thing. I, I've, I've talked to several different people like, why would it be that the righteous would have to go through a judgment too? This is when we talk about how everybody at one point in time, everyone will stand before God and be judged. This is it. 
The difference, though, is that Jesus wrote your name in the book of life. So you're not in trouble at this judgment. This is a, pr a, a pronouncement of your reward, actually. Uh, that God is going to look at your name, he's going to look at your good works. Hopefully, by this point, you've got a lot of them piled up so that you can then be rewarded. The great white throne judgment. Uh, not only that, at the end of this, you see this. In verse 14, death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. Now, a lot of times that's referred to, to as hell and the grave. So, wherever Satan and his minions have been hanging out, whether that's the, you know, some sometimes you hear people talk about like how it's like the earth's core. Uh, all of that, everything that is considered unrighteous will be thrown into the lake of fire. And this is the second death. Now, I think what's really important for us to recognize is that everybody will die twice. Uh, well, that's not true. Everybody dies once. Uh, some people will die twice. Uh, everybody will live once, and some of us will live twice. So when we talk about, in the gospel, when we talk about um, that the, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, the wages of sin is death, what that's talking about is... Uh, not just the physical death, but it's also talking about the second death. That we, if we don't accept that gift of life, what takes place is this. Like, this is the second death. That's what we will be reaping. And anyone, verse 15, anyone whose name is not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. This is really important for us as believers. I, th I think that this is a part of the scriptures that so many Christians, especially today, miss. Number one, you, your good works are going to be written down. Uh, but here's the thing. I think that sometimes we read this and we think, Hooray! Take care of those scum buckets. Burn them up! But really, what this should do is prick our hearts. To share the gospel. These are people that Jesus bled and died for. And yet, they will reject him. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Look, man, he, he died for us. He died for you and me. And instead of us sitting back go, like, like Jonah, hoping that they burn, instead, we should be more like Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And go and pray and like Paul and Peter and the other apostles to take the gospel, the good news, to their enemies. To turn that other cheek and say, look, eternity doesn't have to be hot for you. The lake of fire doesn't have to be your destiny. I want to see you in heaven. Listen, for those who are righteous, this is good news. But for those who are not, it's not. This is, this is hard news. But not only that, I, I want each and every one of us to consider this. That when you choose not to share the gospel, this is where they end up. Not only that, when you choose to share the gospel, it's accounted for. Some of you think that the things that you've been doing to serve the Lord are going unnoticed. 
that they will be written down. That also should be an encouragement to you. Today, let's pray. Lord, forgive us for when we don't share the gospel. Forgive us when we don't tell other people about your good news. Lord, help us to want to serve you. Help us to obey your word. Help us to recognize that your word tells us to tell people about the truth. Uh, and not in a condemning way, but in a way that says, hey, your, your house is on fire. You need to get out. Lord, help us to be willing to run into houses and to grab people. Help us to want to, to save people. And Lord, we are excited for the day that death and Hades and the serpent will all be judged. But Lord, we don't want to see our, our, our neighbors there. We don't want to see um, the people in our communities judged in that way. Help us to love our communities well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are coming to the end of the book of Revelation. The good news is there's still more time uh, to study the word of God. Uh, just because the end of the year is here doesn't mean... Uh, there isn't the beginning of a new one. Woo. Uh, but if you can, go ahead, subscribe. Invite others to subscribe to the channel as well so that we can all go through the Word of God together. Remember this. Our goal here, our mission at Redeeming Life Fellowship is to encourage everyone to grow into mature disciples, to help you grow uh, into a mature disciple, to help you identify uh, the things that God has called you to do to equip you to do it and to release you to do that. Uh, we want to see you released, which means that in order to do so, you have to be equipped. That means you have to be into the Word of God. Uh, and so for us, we have to recognize, each and every one of us, that if we don't want to see our friends doing this, we've got to get busy, we've got to get some, some good works in, uh, we've got to, to obey the Word of God. Not out of like a works-oriented mindset but out of a love for the Lord and a love for others. Thank you so much for joining us. Please uh, subscribe to the channel, click the little bell, help us to get the word out, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace out.